Hello, and welcome to Life on Maine, a daily podcast of Life on Maine in Charlestown, New Hampshire, where we discuss living life on the main purpose as designed by God. I am Pastor Tim Golden, and on these podcasts, we focus on growing in relationship with God, maturing in the faith through His Word, stewarding our relationships with one another, as well as learning to make disciples as we share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Each day highlights one of these facets of spiritual character, growth, and stewardship, so be sure to come back each day to grow a strong and healthy walk with the Lord. Now, let's see what the Holy Spirit wants to show us today. Well, good morning and welcome to another episode of Missional Monday, where we talk about what it means to be missional and specifically what it means to be Christians that are about fulfilling the Great Commission that Jesus commanded us to fulfill, where we are to go and make disciples of all nations. And being missional is a very important thing for all of uh, us that claim to be followers of Jesus Christ. Because without having a vision, without having a mission uh, that we are about, uh, Scripture tells us that we will cast off restraint. And so we need to understand what it is that we're called to do, what it is we're called to be, so that we can then walk in the fullness of those things. And as we look at this today, I want to kind of draw our attention to an account that is recorded in the book of Mark in the second chapter, right at the very beginning of that chapter. It's a very common um, account that many people are familiar with. I know myself, I've heard many messages preached on this passage, but I want us to take a look at this and see some very key concepts I think are important for us if we are going to not only uh, be missional, but that we will be able to stay on mission. And, no matter what it is that happens to come along our way. And it's a story of four men. Actually, there was probably five of them. And what happens here is one of them is ill and four of them intervene. Starts at verse number one in chapter two. It tells us when he returned to Capernaum after some days, that being Jesus, It was reported that he was at home and many were gathered together so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts, Why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, Why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise, take up your bed and walk, but that you may know that the Son of God has authority on earth to forgive sins? He said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed, went out before them all, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. 
And now, usually when we hear this message preached, it's focusing a lot on Christ and what it is that happens with the um, with the Pharisees and with the uh, those that were questioning his authority at that moment and focusing on this importance of him, his ability to forgive sins. And that is all good and important. But I want us to focus more on the men. The men that happened to take their uh, friend here, this paralytic, uh, who other versions tell us uh, he had had palsy and brought him before the Lord. Because what we see in these four men is we see four men who are very missional. And that there's four criteria that I really see that took place with them for them to not only begin to be missional, but to be able to stay the course through the duration uh, that was necessary. The first thing that I find is that these four men had some things in common. They shared a similar friend. There was an individual in this account, this, this man with palsy or this paralytic, who they all knew and they wanted to stand in the gap for him. He was not able to take care of himself. He wasn't able to go and seek God out himself. It was going to require someone else to be able to intervene on his behalf, to intercede, if you will. And, and what I see is for us to be missional, the first thing we have to understand is that, especially when we're talking about being missional in the kingdom sense of going out and fulfilling the Great Commission, is we need to understand that we all have a common friend or common friends, and those are those that are lost. Because just like this paralytic, many times those people who do not know Christ can't don't know how to even seek him out that there's not even the ability to do that and so what is necessary is for some people to come along being willing to stand in the gap to understand that these people are people that we are called to love and they are to be friends to us in a sense and so that we are able to bring them to jesus to bring them to the face of the master not that we can do anything to bring about a healing within them, but to at least bring them to that place where they will encounter the living Christ, who in turn can reach out and touch them right where they are at. But somebody has got to be willing to come in and stand in the gap for them. And we will never stand in the gap unless we first begin to have a burden for them, unless we first begin to really love them, in a sense, becoming friends of them. And so the first thing I see in us being missional is we have got to learn to love to the point that we're willing to move and take action on behalf of another to bring them to the Lord. And so that's the first thing that we really need to do if we're going to be missional. The second thing I see in these men was this. They all shared the same faith. They all shared the same faith in understanding that Jesus was the one that had something to give them. They knew they had nothing to give this friend on their own accord, but they knew the man who could really meet his need. And so they had faith and were willing and, and knew that Christ had the power to do what was necessary. They also had faith in coming before Christ to do whatever was necessary to be able to seek him. Out. They had faith that Christ was 
not only the one that could bring healing, but that he would actually bring healing. And in understanding that, they were able to face whatever came their way. The third thing that I find is that these men shared the same focus. They were bent on one thing and one thing only, and that was to see their friend made whole. They had a singularity of focus, and the singularity of focus led them to be willing to bear whatever burden was necessary. The one thing we don't know is we don't know how far they had to transport this man. We, we can assume from the account here that it was within his hometown. But to carry a man was not necessarily an easy task. And so, but they brought him to where Jesus was. They didn't expect Jesus to come to where they were. They were willing to take, take him where Jesus was to bear the burden, to bear the load. Not only to get him there, but when they got there and found that the door was blocked, that there was no way to get in, that they were willing to, um, to even take him up to the rooftop, to actually tear the roof apart, to begin to lower him through that roof. And that could not have been an easy task to carry him up there. The third, third thing, um, or excuse me, the fourth thing that I find that these men shared is they shared the same fortitude. So not only did they have a common friend and they had a common faith and a common focus, but they had a common fortitude. And what do I mean by that? Well, you have to understand that when you begin to tear the roof apart on a house, it is not going to be received very well by the homeowner. It is not something that people are gonna be like, hey, come on down, this is great. No, there would be some resistance to what it was that they were doing. There would be some sort of pushback that was going to transpire. But in the midst of any of that happening, they were so focused and they were so sure of seeing their friend made whole that they were willing to face any obstacle. They were willing to face any kind of resistance that they were going to encounter along the way with great courage, where they would be unwavering in their mission. And so if we're going to be missional, we've got to have that same attitude. Understand there will be pushbacks. There will be those that will resist. There will be those that will question what it is that we are doing. But we have got to be willing to continue to push in and with great courage, knowing what it is that we are there to do so that God will be glorified through it all. And as we do this, as we love people, as, as we befriend them, and as we in faith begin to reach out to help meet that need, and as we maintain our focus um, to be willing to bear the burden along the way, and when we're willing to, even in the midst of opposition, press in and, um, and not give up, if we will do those things, what happens is we will see the fruitfulness of our labors. These men saw the fruitfulness. They in faith lowered their friend down through this roof despite all the resistance and what happened was Jesus welcomed it. Why? Because it was right at the heart of where Jesus is. And when you are on mission that you know is at the heart of Jesus, then you can be guaranteed that no matter what burden you have to bear, no matter what opposition might come, you know that on the other end 
Jesus is going to receive it with open arms and he will release a miracle. He will release um, the kingdom power to take place in that moment. Kingdom power that will bring wholeness and bring healing and also bring salvation. The key thing is, will we press in? Will we continue uh, to keep on keeping on? And I believe this with all my heart, even when it comes down to uh, family that we may have that are prodigals, or when it comes to friends that we have prayed for for years, do not give up. Have faith in your God. Press through the obstacles. Share with them. Continue to let them know that Jesus is the answer for them, just as he was the answer for you. And trust that God will meet you on the other side of that. But continue to operate in faith. Do not back down. Stay the course and see what God will do on the other end. I hope that this has been helpful to you on this Missional Monday. Tune in with us tomorrow for Table Talk Tuesday as uh, Pastor Harold from Athens Community um, from the Christian Community Church in Athens, Vermont, and myself uh, will be uh, recording another episode for Heartline Ministries where we are talking about the 31 reasons why Jesus came. And I'm sure it's something you will not want to miss. Give yourself a little more time. It's about an hour long. Uh, but we hope that you can tune in for that one as well. Uh, so until tomorrow, may God bless you. We want to thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. We pray that it was beneficial for you. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for another episode of Life on Main. You can learn more about our church by visiting our website at lifeonmain.org. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash lifeonmain, where you can learn about upcoming events and find links to videos of these broadcasts and sermons. You can also view our sermons on our YouTube channel at bit.ly slash life on main with each of those words capitalized thanks for listening to life on main and may god bless you